Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to What Culture Gaming. I'm Scott, joined by Josh. Hello, Scott. Josh's friend over on Biggle Bloomberg, they were talking to Sony Chief Financial Officer Haroki Totoki, who shined a bit of a light on the, I guess, the reality of the availability of the PS5 through the rest of 2021. Now, this has been doing the uh, the rounds on a few different news sites. Obviously, for the last sort of few months, it's been really hard to actually nail down both the PS5 and the Series X. Um, mm-hmm. But in regards to where Sony are, um, some comments from Totoki said that, um, I don't think demand is calming down this year, and even if we secure a lot more devices and produce many more units of the PS5 next year, our supply won't be able to catch up with demand. He said, we have sold more than 100 million units of the PlayStation 4, and considering our market share and reputation, I can't imagine demand dropping easily. Um, so the, the sort of thing to really take away here is that you know the actual figures for PS4 sales, uh, according to Digital Trends, uh, are 115.9 million. Wow. Um, and right now, the PS5 has sold around about 7.8 million units as of the end of March. Um, so that's a pretty staggering 108 million people looking to a Grace, uh, which is a pretty sizable thing. Um, how's that hit you? I guess it's pretty obvious at this point, but it does seem like the current climate of it just being hard to get a new system is just going to be the case for the rest of the year. Yeah, it's a bit of a bitter pill to swallow in a way because, mm. you know, naively, when the PS5 was launching last year, I thought by June, by July, by August, it'll have sorted itself out at least a little bit and people mm. would have more access to this next-gen machine. Obviously, that's not going to be the case and it definitely does seem to be this awful well not awful not if you're sony really but this awful combination of you know increased demand in general from people who owned a playstation 4 and then a sh- and then a supply issues you know around the globe and actually mm-hmm. producing them and knowing that it's going to go into 2022 does suck a little bit because you know there are so many people who just kind of like want a playstation 5 want to support sony have been saving perhaps since last year you know hoping to get it last november or whatever and just literally can't and you know yeah. i'm in this boat for xbox funnily enough and it's frustrating not to be able to get the thing you want mm-hmm. but also not only like not being able to support the thing you want to support and you know obviously you have these experiences so yeah not unforeseen but still sucks yeah it's it, the thing that's really interesting is like you look at because i was looking at resident evil 8 comparisons because it's like if you're yeah. stuck with the ps4 for now like are you really truly missing out i guess actually that's the thing that i was going to ask you do you think right now the ps5 is this like must-have thing for right now in time because i don't necessarily think it is i don't think we've had like i mean returnal's brilliant De- demon souls is like solid enough you know you can play a fancier version of miles morales or something but like it's not it's not this run out i must get it thing it's more just like you want to get it because it's the playstation 5 it's this yeah. more sort of assumption of this essential 
digital item, um, but the reality of owning it, uh, for the most part, you know, we've been playing up PS4 games. It wasn't until Returnal came out that you played something that was made for the PS5, and even yeah. that hasn't necessarily blown everybody away, even though it is an incredibly solid game. Like, where do you come down on the whole, like, do you need a PS5 right now type thing? I don't think you, you like you definitely don't need one. There aren't the experiences there. I don't think, or at least not even the roadmap there to kind of mm. you know justify having to go through all of these hoops. You know, if it was instantly available, I'm not going to tell people what to do or what not to do with their money. You know, <laughs> if, if, the, if the PlayStation Five was easily accessible and you know people wanted it, of course I would be like, yeah, buy it because I do think it's a solid system. Mm. But you know, the people who haven't got it yet aren't necessarily missing out too much in terms of experience that are there you know i love demon souls i love mm. returnal but at the same time like you know there's not going to be anything until ratchet and clank and then the likes of horizon forbidden west are going to be cross generation and then the games that we're playing right now like resident evil 8 you can already mm. experience those on the playstation 4 the playstation 4 pro and i think sony's kind of acknowledged that and that's why they are kind of like leaning on this cross-gen thing it's why they haven't committed too much as to what's coming to the playstation 5 at the end of the year or outside of this year you know exclusively mm. to the playstation 5 and i think they're kind of acknowledging that so right now I don't think, you know, you know, it's easy to say when I have it, but I don't think it's something that, you know, you're missing out on no, I think massively in terms of games. Yeah, I think you can wait. I think also they're sort of low-key planning 2022 to be this, like, insane thing. Like, they just, they won't say anything about God of War. And the, the yeah. only 2021 date for that was the initial uh, reveal that it was coming at all. Everything else seems to be pointing to a 2022 release. Um, and also, you know, that gives them more time for those numbers to equate, like, get more PS4 people coming across the PS5, um, have the install base be there for the likes of something like God of War or whatever they want to do going forward, like Hideo Kojima's next game or something like that. Um, I did sort of notice, like, looking, like I mentioned Resident Evil 8, because um, looking at the comparison, comparisons to that on PS4, that kind of reminds me of, you know, the whole the general sort of conversation around, you know, developers will do some of their best work at the end of a console cycle, and yeah. all of a sudden they're, they're, just, they're the most used to that technology, they've been with it for a few years, everything resets and they have to relearn everything all over again, um, but it is often why you get the likes of like The Last of Us or something that is genuinely technically super impressive, um, because it came right at the end of the generation, and you know, you look at something like Resident Evil 8, and even that base version on PS4 is like su still super impressive, like the only real change to the um, PS5 overall is, you know, frame rate and, you know, like different detail in the background or something like that. Like, it's still a totally serviceable, solid version of that game on yeah. PS4. Um, and first party studios are going to handle things differently. But point being, if you can't get a PS5 and you're looking at these potentially new shiny versions of games that are on PS5, um, you're not really missing out that much. Like, the core experience is, is right there. Like, it's just going to be, like, it's going to be something, a specific game that comes out that makes people go, oh my God, I have to play that. But even yeah. Horizon is coming out on PS4 anyway. So it's like, I think for the most part, as much as I've said, like, and I am still like, oh my God, I want to see what this new system can do. Um, there is part of me just on the tech side that is just genuinely impressed with making the PS4 versions like up there anyway. Like something like Resident Evil 8 is still just so impressive and yeah. still, you know, caters that hundred odd million people that are stuck with the PS4 anyway. Totally. And I mean, it kind of reminds me of, you know, back in the last gen when Metal Gear Solid V, The Phantom Pain came out. Yeah. And the Fox engine was so good that that thing, you know, looked really stunning 
performed really well on like the older gen consoles as well as the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One and stuff. And I think the RE engine in particular, um, and I'm saying this having only watched comparisons and not actually played the PlayStation 4 version, so that's Damn. a huge caveat, but from what it appears to be, the RE engine seems to be sort of equally as solid and it's doing a good job at, you know, not necessarily keeping up with the next gen consoles, but giving us a, a, a decent version of the game on last gen mm. consoles. We're not in like a position where, I remember last gen when we got one of the Call of Duties, it might have been Black Ops 3, where it was literally just the multiplayer that came out on the last yeah. gen um, version of the game. And you know, you get these huge discrepancies between titles and we haven't got that yet. Um, so far, but I wonder whether going into the end of this year we start to see these massive, massive gulfs mm. between the last-gen versions of games and the current-gen versions of games. Well, I guess I would assume that there was that gulf between the different gens will, will become more obvious, prominent going forward, but at the minute, it reminds me of like when the PS4 Pro came out and like, you know, mm -hmm. it was just sort of, if you really put them side by side and really squint, you can notice one thing, you know, is different to the other. Like I saw the uh, Lady Dimitres in REA on PS5 has ray tracing in her eyes. So yeah. if you zoom in on her eyes, you can see it's got ray tracing, but most of the reflections in that game aren't ray traced. Like, you know, Ethan doesn't have a reflection in some cabinets and stuff like that. So it's not like, or looking at screenshots and being able to discern like an immediate thing. Um, even base graphical comparisons, at least to me, look super similar. Um, and that as a potential indication of how third party stuff might look between generations, providing the tech is solid enough, the engines are solid, then like I said, again, you're not necessarily missing out too much. I did um, run down a list of stuff that's coming for the rest of this year. Um, in terms of PS5 exclusives, there's obviously Ratchet and Clank. Um, there's the Final Fantasy VII Integrate DLC, which is only on oh, PS5. God, yeah. um, mm -hmm. Only until December, that's now a timed exclusive. December 10th, it's going to be going to uh, Xbox as well. Um, and there's Deathloop as well. Um, and there's Ghostwire Tokyo. It's kind of just up in the air, but assumedly that's been delayed. Um, but other than that, you know, you've got Horizon, Kena Bridge of Spirits. They're both cross-gen, so they'll be on PS4 anyway. Um, and then I ran down stuff that would be uh, coming in 2022 when assumedly the industry will be in a healthier position, the world will be in a healthier position. Okay. Um, because 2022 stuff is uh, God of War, assumedly, if it doesn't come at the end of this year. Uh, Forspoken, Square Enix's new IP, uh, the new RPG, uh, Gran Turismo 7, Lord of the Rings Gollum, Gotham Knights, and the Suicide Squad. All of them are 2022, um, which potentially make more sense for a mainstream audience that actually have the tech to play them. Like, it feels like yeah. we'll just get through this year. It'll be, you know, some new stuff, some cross-gen stuff, sort of supply the audience and then get everybody ready for it. Maybe next year is when the generation kicks off in full. Yeah, and I think, you know, to an extent, I think that's smart to do because mm. at this point, there are, every time we do a next-gen video, Scott, whether it's covering something like Returnal or even just doing <laughs> this, like most of the comments are people just frustrated that they haven't got a PlayStation 5 and like they're mm -hmm. annoyed that they're even seeing news about it. To an extent, mm -hmm. I kind of understand that. And I imagine if like you did drop these huge franchises like God of War or Horizon and then said that they were on PlayStation 5, that's already kind of its own conversation, but I think it becomes more frustrating if you literally can't get a PlayStation yeah. 5 because then they're selling something that a lot of people literally don't have access to, you know, if they even if they had the cash to do it. I think, mm. it, you know, saving some of these games, whether that was a, a an idea that they had or whether it was just a reality of, you know, the current situation where working in and the development issues that are currently going on from working from home and stuff, I think it will kind of avoid those perhaps you know frustrations and the mm. anger that comes from people you know looking at this stuff that's been advertised but having to face the reality that they there are no playstation 5s coming in stock there are scalpers you know picking up thousands <laughs> of them at a time and they mm. can't 
get it. I think that's that's an added wrinkle to this gen that I don't think we've had to this extent in previous generations. You know, we've always yeah. had a certain amount of shortages, but not one, at least in PlayStation terms, that feels like it's lasted um, this long. Yeah, not on the PlayStation side. The nearest would be the when the Wii came. I worked the, the great Wii shortage <laughs> of like 2008 or whatever year it was at the end of the 2000s where you just couldn't get a Wii. Um, oh, and every single day I had people, uh, customers back then asking for the console. It was just, it was just impossible to get. Um, but yeah, looking at the stats, like, you know, less than 10% of all PS4 owners have managed to upgrade to a PS5. Um, and the PS5 is uh, outselling the PS4, uh, PS4 in terms of the first five months on sale, but there's still just so much ground to catch up. And I think like it makes business sense to, you know, sort of split the difference like you want to supply people on the PS4 side but also you want to be able to show off the likes of Deathloop and Returnal mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I was going to say and Destruction All-Stars but I feel like that's not fully up there but <laughs> some games that are only on PS5 um, so far I think they're splitting it pretty well and I think looking at the like some of the third party stuff it seems like those are totally awesome playable versions on PS4 I mm-hmm. do remain super curious where we go from here but I think it's just a frank reality of where we're at that we're just going to have to wait like another year or so to see what happens uh, in 2022 um, yeah. but let us know what you think down in the comments below have you been able to pick up a PS5 and what have you thought of the games that have been released exclusively for that system so far for now I've been Scott from whatculture.com I've been Josh from whatculture.com and we'll catch you next time bye bye ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt free dream come true baby it's me Kiki Palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm, Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.